Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. It's our 10 o'clock hour. Open home hour. On this Easter Passover special celebration of Rosie on the House, we're bringing hope to you at your home. Today especially. And if you're just joining the broadcast, we have updated some new features to our phone system this weekend. And doing so, we accidentally uh, have our 800 forwarding number not working. <laughs> so, and, I'm proud, wanna, and I'm proud to tell you that had nothing to do with me. <laughs> if you, if you want to join the conversation, uh, you're going to have to dial directly to the studio we're broadcasting from today, KTAR 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTAR. And we've been talking utilities this broadcast, and That's we've right. got a uh, special guest on the line from TEP who will join us momentarily. But we're going to get right and to— And we're talking about it for a couple reasons. One, if you've never researched and studied— your electricity plan, now would be a great time to do it. If the kids are home, it would be a great math assignment. And you could turn this into a homework program that actually pays you money. If you're looking at stretching your budget, the first place you've got to look is your electric bill. And there are ways you can drive the bill down without spending a nickel, not one nickel, and your bill can go down. That's what we've been talking about for the last hour. But right now, we're going to go to calls, and we've talked to APS. We've talked to SRP. We actually have a special guest from TEP coming in, but I'm going to ask Joe to hold on just one second while we take Liz from Chandler, who's very graciously held for a long time to get her question aired. Good morning, Liz. How can we help you? Good morning. Happy holidays to all the crew. Merry, um, merry, happy when Easter. When I and moved into my house, I was told that I should wrap my water heater, but I don't remember what season I'm supposed to wrap it for or why I'm doing it. Well, it doesn't matter the season. You can get a water heater wrap kit at any of the hardware stores. They're only, as I remember, between 15 and 20 bucks. If it's an electric water heater, I would wrap it. If it was gas, I might have a professional come wrap it, but I wouldn't encourage homeowners to wrap it themselves. So if it's an electric water heater, yeah, that's something you're going to get a payback on. It's just one more layer of insulation keeping the water that you've already paid to heat up hotter longer. Does that make sense? Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. And it is an electric water heater. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Yeah. The, ki- the kits are by the size of the tank. Uh and they're labeled very clearly. You just go to the hardware store and say, I've got a 40-gallon, I've got a 60-gallon, whatever you have. And uh, they'll sell you the kit. You take it home. And it's just like putting a sweater on your water heater. And the new water heaters that have the closed-cell foam insulation, really not sure you would really need to wrap those. If it's an older one that has the, the fiberglass bat um, and it, that one would make sense, but, but the newer ones now with a closed foam and there's even ones like the marathon model where it's got five inches of foam, you know, they, they get like a one degree temperature drop in a 24 hour setting. Yeah. It's like, you know, a, a Yeti type, uh, water heater. It's just a little different. 
you um so it's that, that that's what they're for it's something that i see as time goes on it's one of those products that'll just phase out of relevance because the manufacturers have keyed in to how to make their equipment more efficient right let's get down to tucson and welcome joe barrios from tep joe good morning thank you for joining us my friend oh good, good morning thanks for asking us to be on well, I appreciate it. Yeah, we've spent quite a bit of time here the last couple of weeks kind of looking at this. Uh, I can't be a customer of APS, SRP, and TEP all at the same time. So I'm intimately familiar with the utility company that provides power for me. But I've spent time educating myself the last two weeks how the utility companies treat all the other homeowners. And I thought, well, we got to get TEP on there and talk to them. Uh, I love your home energy calculator i had to call someone in tucson and say give me your address but other than that uh it, that was a tremendously easy tool to use on your website yeah that, that that's really a, a a great tool and it's something that we uh, have tried to let our customers know about um because you're you're right i mean what we've heard from customers over time is that they're they're more interested in where their power comes from and they're more interested in what they can do to manage their bill. And uh, so that, that tool is great because it looks at if you, you know, it looks at if you were doing nothing differently, um, what would your bill look like on the four different residential pricing plans uh, that we have in, in place? And so it really allows you to kind of do a, uh, uh, to uh, compare apples to apples, how, how your bill would look on those different plans. What a, what a great exercise for your junior high or high school kids that are stuck at home. This would be a tremendous little experiment for each one of the kids to get on, plug in the information. They're going to have to do some inquiries about size of the home and what are the appliances driven by. But that's all great information. And have the kids do it separate and see if they come up with the same plan. Right. Yeah, and and you know it's uh, it 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 really uh, it's something that I think uh, customers are, are are interested in. They're you know I, I think they're interested when they the the, the more uh, the more research they do, the more thinking about it they do, the more interested they are in learning about uh, when they use energy and and how they use energy, how they operate uh, appliances in their home. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as, as you've said, I mean, there really are some opportunities there to, to manage your bill and, and even lower it if you, if you have that, uh, the, that flexibility. Well, I'd like to give a tip of the hat to TEP because ordinarily okay. people who are a little afraid of trying a different plan, y'all be, you've recently made it easier for them and eased a couple of regulations. Talk about that. Sure. So I, I mean, obviously, right now, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, uh, pandemic is affecting many different people in, in many different ways. W- you know, we understand uh, the customer, and, and we we've talked to customers. We we've heard from them. I mean, they're experiencing uh, all, all different sorts of things. Maybe they're uh, you know they're uh, they're out of work right now, or they might have uh, childcare issues because school is out. Uh, point being, you know, their lifestyle has certainly changed. And um, because of that, we've heard from s- some of those time of use customers who have said, uh, you know, hey, I, my circumstances were such that uh, I could cut down on energy use during peak hours. 
but now, given everything that's happened, my schedule has really changed. It's a lot different, and I'm I'm worried about actually driving my bill up because of uh, uh, because of their their circumstances. Right, right, and so, right. Yeah, and, and and so so what we've done is we've uh, we've relaxed some of the rules that we normally have in place. Uh, usually, will require a customer to stay on a plan for about a year. And there's benefits to them for doing that because the longer you're on a plan, the more you can compare from year to year how you, you know how uh, how you use energy. Um, but for for now, given everything that's happened, we've relaxed some of those rules. And so, if a customer is on one plan, and uh, again, if they think they might be able to manage their use and maybe lower their bill, they have some flexibility and some freedom to move to a different pricing plan uh, and and to give that a try. At TEP, we'll leave the light on for you, right? <laughs> we, 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 we do our best, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, Joseph, I can't thank you enough for joining us and talking people through the options and really congratulate TEP for relaxing that rule about being able to go try another consumption plan, verify it works for you. Uh, it, on the off chance it doesn't, Y'all are going to let them change back. So thanks again for that. I think this is the wave of the future. Absolutely. And if, and, and if, they, uh, if customers are interested, please go to our website, take, take a look at what's available. If you can avoid running, you know, your washing machine, your dishwasher and appliances uh, at, at the same time and, and maybe change up how you do things, it's, it's certainly worth thinking about it and, and taking a look. Very good. You know, you were talking about having the kids involved. I think a great incentive is let's look together, see where we're at, see how we can save, and then whatever savings you can document, you share with the kids. Maybe it goes into a kitty for a trip or a special night for when things there change again. But it really is just one of, a really very practical way to use a skill. And that's one of the beauties of being home when you school is it's real-life applications. Well, and I can tell you all, I've been on each utility company and and I, like I say, I had to cheat a little bit because some of the utility companies won't let you access the calculator unless you're in their service range. So I had to call people I knew that were serviced by TEP. I had to call people I knew were serviced by SRP. I'm serviced by APS so I could access my account. And I played with it. And it was tremendously helpful. Actual comparison tools that look at your consumption and say, look, if you would change to this, here's the potential savings you could have. And again, I'm super passionate about this. Folks, it doesn't cost a dime. You're all thinking it. What do I have to invest to make this work? To change plans is free. Now, there are investments you can make. Programmable thermostat should be one. Energy management computer should be number two. If, if you can't discipline your family or you don't want to discipline yourself and you want the computer to do it automatically, that's available at Advanced Home Systems, 602-402-7656. I have one on every piece of residential property I own. And I can tell you that with the energy management computer and with supercooling, I'm paying less per electricity than I would if I had a solar system mounted on my roof. Okay? That's how well it works. Now, it, now that's one thing that's an investment. But changing power plans 
costs you nothing. Joe Barrios of TEP, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. We get back. We've got Mike on the line and an open line for you. If you'd like to call and give a testimonial of how you changed from a standard plan to a time of use plan and what difference it made at your house, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got any question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a ring, 602-277-5827. We're talking Electric Avenue. And trying to bring you hope this particular Easter Passover weekend. Regardless of the news that you're dwelling on all week long, you can always tune in Saturday morning to Rosie on the House and have your spirits lifted and your anxiety melted away. That's our job. That's what we do to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We're talking electric rates right now. We have been for the last hour and a half. And we'll be wrapping up the last half hour of the same thing, trying to help people save money uh, on the number one thing that you've got to buy every single month, electricity, and easy ways that you can save on that one thing. Let's see if we can go to Mike right now, who'd like to talk about, uh, I think, the utility companies in general. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Ah, Super fantastic. Great. I listen to your show all the time, and this show really did kind of sparked my interest because I, I thought about this a lot and I, and I, I see the utility companies a lot. And I tell you, if people really think about the reliability and, and the instant service that utility companies give us as value, that's probably the biggest value for our dollar of anything we buy. I mean, when you think about the infrastructure that they've had to build throughout the United States and let's just take Arizona it's incredible how well that's built, how well it's maintained, how reliable it is. And we, and like you said, just try turning off the switch and see, see how you live without it. Uh, the safety of these companies are, is incredible. If you see what SRP and APS do in safety, just their response for safety to all of us, it is an unbelievable driving force in, that, in these companies. And they're constantly making efforts, honestly, to keep the cost down to save us money. Uh, the utility companies, because of that, it enables growth in our whole state. We're able to grow as an economy here because we have a great utility system. Great and great, pers- they, uh, the, great perspective, I'm, Mike. And, and you don't even work for one of the utility companies, right? No, I don't. I, don't, I do not work for your utility company. And, and when you think about it, they, they, how many companies actually are striving to help you reduce your costs by showing you different plans and showing you how to work out around it? Uh, how, how many companies are constantly striving to improve their, their carbon footprint? I think these, these power plants are cleaner now than they've ever been. They're constantly making them cleaner. They've got quick start gas uh, power plants right now that are reducing the, yeah. the, the carbon footprint. They've yeah. got nuclear, unbelievable thing. But I'd like to go they to do. one other thing. And it okay, real quick. Because I, I hear quick. this from somebody else on the television, on, on TV, on the radio. The, people don't think about this solar. Nobody really knows what the life of these solar panels that's going on these roofs. And all these solar panels that go on the roofs, they begin to degrade after a certain amount of time. They don't return the same amount of electricity five years from now that they do when you put it on the roof. When you have to have your, your roof fixed, you've got to remove it, take it off, put it back on. 
they're susceptible to damage and people are signing big leases. And I'm not, I'm honest, I don't work for either one, but I just see this going on. I don't think people really understand the residual cost of this solar on the roof. I, I just don't. Excellent. And I, I Excellent, think if Mike. you balance that against these, these utility companies, I don't think it's any contest. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate the input. Uh, and that those are all considerations you have to make uh, in dealing with solar. And people get the mistaken impression, I'm against solar. I'm not against solar. It won't pay for me to install solar on my existing home. But my home is an ongoing experiment. <laughs> I mean, my home, over the 30 years I've been in there, you, you, com- you compared it to a Yeti cooler. I mean, my home is like a canyon cooler. Uh, it, it's built specifically with things that make it so much more energy efficient than the average home. I can experiment with it all I want and have a lot of fun with it. But when I build Jennifer a new home, it will have solar on it. I am not against solar. I just think there are applications for it. And my new home will be one of those applications. And like he said, with roofing tiles and the quality of your roof on top of it, you know, right. how does that all incorporate? So what the master plan for our property is when we go to the next set of upgrades, the roof, you've been to a parking lot that's all solar panels. You betcha, bud. Uh, Fry's yeah, has done it a bet. lot. Churches. Bethany I've Bible seen a Church. lot of them. Yeah. Uh, schools. Bashes. So that type of roofing system is going to be what is over the horses. Perfect. And you so the, the perfect place for it. You know, it, and it will be completely paneled, and it will power the house and the garage. And, you know, he was talking about the, you know, how long. The, the, the declining efficiency of it. Well, I mean, it's like anything man-made. you got to replace it at some point. doesn't mean I'm not going to have a car because it's going to break one day. <laughs> and, it, and it gets less efficient as the engine gets older. That's your, and those, but those are all things that need to be considered that aren't very... By some of the disreputable solar companies up there, they don't bring that out. Now, the Rosie Certified Solar Companies will talk you through all those ramifications. That's why. When it's time to touch your home, it's time to start at rosyonthehouse.com. Baby, I sure wish I could lend you a hand, but plumbing is one thing I don't understand. It's true. It's true. I've got a plumbing update for you. Stampede Plumbing, I need to tell you, is absolutely open for business in the Phoenix metro area. They have been Rosie certified since 2006. Now, they dropped off the website for just a little while because they, the owners, retired and there was a change of ownership. And because Rosie on the House is the tightest screen referral network on the planet, we said, whoa, 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 we have to rescreen the new owners. The new owners have passed with flying colors. Stampede Plumbing has been Rosie certified since 2006, and they're every bit as much Rosie certified today. And with more people home right now, they're offering you a $99 drain cleaning with with an accessible cleanout to keep all your systems a go, go, go. Rest assured, they have all the safety precautions in place during this time with the COVID-19 protocol. You can find them at rosieonthehouse.com. You can find them at stampedeplumbing.com. They are open for business. 
And those new owners, man, talk about timing it right. If they tried to retire three months later, <laughs> the, the sell of their business would not have been an easy uh, easy sell. And, uh, it's, God bless Linda and Chris. Maybe it would, Romy, with all the people home plugging up their toilets. I think it's a perfect time. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Hey, and we're going to see just a, a note about our, our contractor network. When you're looking for a certified partner that comes with the complaint resolution and code of ethics, you can only find at rosieonthehouse.com. Click on certified partners. You'll get a drop down menu that comes up. Find a certified contractor, put in your zip code, select the category you're looking for, and you'll get your search results there. You know, we've kind of started about 30 years ago and then we put the business platform together about 20 years ago and we're getting to that point where we're going to start seeing a lot more of these transitions as people get close to retirement age that's right as that's they right. sell it to their kids to take over and continue the family business and one of the things that's not transferable is as rosie certification as a company when you sell it that Rosie on the House certification does not go with the company. Like Rosie said, the owners have to be rescreened. So there may be times that you see things like that happen um, a, a little bit more frequently coming up just because we work with primarily local mom-pop contractors that have a family business and you know, after this amount of time, you're just bound to see a lot of retirement going In, on. Integrity Savetry is another example. You know, well, that's so a perfect they've joined forces. It's not a child taking the, over, but it's a... And the reason that one, there was no glitch in that service was because John stayed on mm -hmm. and is still running the management, just sold the business, and he's on a, a, a period of time of phase-out where Linda and Chris just completely retired, so they weren't going with the transition. So they said, well, got to put it on pause while we screen the new owners. Yeah, we're, we're watching. That's, and, that's, and the, that's the key. case by case. On, yeah. that, on that point, I'd like to say, this is why you don't touch your house and you don't let your friends touch your house and you don't let their family touch their house without touching Rosie on the house first. This is going to be, I, I can't tell you the number of phone calls I've taken this week. I've been out on two calls already of contractors abandoning their jobs. They've taken this little challenge that we're currently in and made an excuse to take the money they've got, hoard the cash, and walk off jobs. I, we're already being called at Rosie Wright Remodeling. Can you come take over this job? Can you come take over this job? Well, I'm not taking over any jobs from Rosie Certified Contractors because Rosie Certified Contractors are open for business and COVID-19 protocol trained. We're the safest place for you to go if you want to get something down done around your house, home, castle, or cabin. The number one referral directory in all of Arizona, over and above all the national brands, all the other local brands, number one in Tucson, number one in Phoenix, number one in Arizona. And I know that sounds like it's bragging, but dang it, I've put 40 years <laughs> of work into making it so I could say that. So there you go. Don't touch your house, and don't let your friends touch their house, and don't let your family touch their house without touching. RosieOnTheHouse.com. Let's go to new homeowner, Brittany. Well, let's, let me ask let me tell you one thing. We're, we've been talking about super cooling, and we've had a lot of calls come and drop off because it's just been a lot of calls. But I did talk to Andy this morning. He super cools, saves a lot of money, but he's a, um, like a bike racer. 
and he doesn't like the fact that it's so much harder to acclimate. And I will say that's true. You're in this freezing cold house while, while you're super cooling during the off-peak hours. Yeah, baby. And then you try to run out to the grocery store or to work or to exercise, and you're like, wow, your body has this huge adjustment to make. Yeah, and I used to think that too. Um, and that's why one reason I never went to super cooling. My strategy was always 30 degrees of outdoor ambient temperature. So if you're summer high, you're peaking at 120, you know, the inside of your house is at 90. And, Woo. you know, the reverse and the cool. And it, it and it was the same reason for acclimation. But you know what? It's, it's just not true because your body has to work so much harder when it's hot. If you're going from a cool, rested self inside, you can last longer in the outdoor heat is what I have personally found. Yeah, well, I guess it's just personal preference. But uh, I do know a lot of couples where, the like, the wife just hates it. Or the husband just hates it because it's so cold. I, I wear a hoodie in, in the summer in and, the house. And, and I know husbands I that have set a, a cot up money. for their hint, wife hint, in the hint. garage. I just hint, cleaned hint, my hint. starter jacket if you'd like that. Well, <laughs> and, and I can tell you, it's hard for that bicyclist to go out and do a routine, rack up 25, 30, 40 miles in the middle of the summer, come back, park the bicycle in the garage, walk inside, and it'd be 68 degrees. And I'm you're raising all wet. my hand yeah. sweaty, because yeah. I experienced yeah. that. Yeah. But we, we tell people the cooler you can make your house off-peak, the, the more money you'll save. But don't make it to where you're uncomfortable. That's not worth it. So if you'd like more information on this and you are worried about changing to time of use, that's what we've been talking about the whole show the last two hours. You can automate this by putting a management computer on your home by calling 602-402-7656 and talk to them. Let's get to Brittany, a first-time homeowner. I love first-time homeowners. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning. How are you? Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Pretty exciting, huh? It is. Nerve-wracking, too. Yeah, a little bit. Tell me about tell me about your adventure. What are, what do what's the first thing you're going to tackle in your new home? I'm sorry, what was that? What's the first thing you're going to tackle in your new home? Um, well, I just wanted to get all the utilities set up, but I don't even know how to even to start it. <laughs> my first home. <laughs> I never had utilities under my name. Okay. Nothing. All right. <laughs> but but you but you've got have you closed escrow? Are you in the home now? No, we're going to oh. close on the 16th. Okay. Do you know who your utility provider is? Uh, I believe it's SRP. Okay. All right. Um, I tell you what, Brittany, as a first-time homeowner, um, why don't we talk off-air during the week? Let me find out how many occupants will be in the home, how many pets will be in the home, what electric appliances there are, if it is or isn't a dual energy home. And I will guide you personally, step by step, into what I believe could be the best plan for you as, as, as a housewarming gift from me to you. Would that be all right? That would be excellent. Okay. <laughs> Brittany, we've got, we've got your phone number. Are you new to the Phoenix area or... Um, U.S. I've been here for two years. From where? From California. Okay, welcome, another Californian. (laughs) Yes, and we were talking earlier about the reliability of all the Arizona utility companies. I've got a sister that lives in Sacramento. I can tell you, she won't say the same thing about (laughs) (laughs) PG&E. You know, if there was one oversight 
that nobody could have foresaw when we were putting together, when Arizona was putting together the CAP and water allocation of everything, was, was credit transfers. Like every person from California that moves over to Arizona, we should get like another 27 acre yeah, feet of true. water yeah, allocation. Yes, we should. The yes, river. we should. <laughs> but a, that, was a, one, that was one that I don't think anybody could have ever guessed how many people were going to be flooding from California to Arizona I don't, when they put I, it together in the 60s. Uh, of all the residents I know in California, I only know one who's ha- – uh, two that are happy there. And the rest of them are doing everything they can to get out of there. Let's go back. Let's go back to the phone. Greg is calling from Scottsdale. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Rosie. Um, Thanks for taking my call. What are you trying to do? um, We have kind of the situation you just spoke about with Jennifer. My wife uh, doesn't like to wear the parka uh, around (laughs) in June. Uh, And so I can't get it down as cold as I'd like to have it. And our house is not as efficient as yours. And so it doesn't coast. I don't like being as warm as it is, you know, at the end of the period. Um, So... There is a room where I tend to spend a lot of the time, um, particularly now, working from home. Yeah. Um, my question is, is there an efficient way to address, you know, kind of that room with, a, you know, a small AC or, a, you know, I've heard you talk in the past about mini splits. Uh, I don't know if they're applicable to a room that small kind of thing. Um, what what so size? What is, it, is, is, it, is, is it just uh, a bedroom? Know, is it going to become one of those monsters that you don't dare run during the the on uh, off peak hours well you uh no uh, first thing you need to know is a mini split efficiency rating is almost twice what other air conditioners are even the most efficient air conditioner the sear rating if you're familiar with sear rating in a central system uh, you can pretty well buy 16, pretty easy, 18. You can go up to 20, 22, 24, spending a lot of extra money. The SEER rating on most of the ductless mini splits are well above the mid-30s, approaching 40. So they're so efficient. Uh, I will tell you that if you put the mini split in that one bedroom, your wife's probably going to be happy turning that room into your icebox she can turn the circulating fan on in the central air system, and she'll probably be comfortable in the rest of the house with that little bitty unit doing 90% of the work. Now, uh, cost-wise, what are, I'm not familiar with many splits. What are we looking at, ballpark? Depending on how far you are from the electric panel and how far they have to run the homeroom circuit, and the, assuming your service entrance panel is large enough to put this breaker in and you don't have to upsize your electric panel, you're going to be looking about four to $6,000. Oh, okay. That's a reasonable upgrade. Yes, and there they are hardy machines. We've had a mini split at the studio for, years. I'm going to say 12 years, if not longer. And that was like when their first being brought onto the market they're only better now than they were then and, and 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 it is set up for a room the size of a bedroom and it's been running for 12 years and baby that's where all of our broadcast equipment is and uh, a lot of uh, electronic I, heat in there man i that baby's down at about mid 60s year round and the only time it goes up is usually when gary walks in he cheats it up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well that's a what a 10 by 10 or a 12 by 12 yeah room? yeah that's just a little I, bit i room. tell you He's going to bring his, his meat into his room 
yeah. uh, because that it gets that cold that quick, but, even in the middle but of But in that building, many times I'll have the mini cooler on in your room, in your broadcast studio. I'll turn the central air system on and just let it circulate, and that little bitty unit keeps everybody in the whole house comfortable. Oper- nice. Operating at the highest possible sear rating on the globe. So I think you'll be real happy, Greg. Go to rosieonthehouse.com. Find yourself a Rosie certified air conditioning contractor in your neck of the woods. And and if, if you'd like me to do a further analysis, there might be other ways we could address this without you having to spend that much money. And I'd be happy to do that with you. If you'd call us during the week, we could visit or send me an email at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Put today's date in it so the people that see those will know it's something we talked about on air and you won't get lost in the hundreds of emails that we take care of every week. And just real quick, for the sake of accurate broadcasting, when I said, you know, a, we should get 27 acre feet of water per transplant, that just sounded wrong after I said it. There's something about 27 and water numbers that is there. I haven't found it yet. But the average, according to watereducation.org, the average California household uses between one and uh, between a half and one acre foot of water a year. So just. For, for complete accuracy on, on right. water use numbers. Put your right foot forward, put your left foot out. Do the and I missed what you must have said, talking about mini splits and electricity, because I was looking up that water stat, because I just knew there was something not right about that. Well, John Bolenball, our mighty electrician, has said, yes, 20 amp, 240 volt for most mini splits. Okay. So, for your sake of accurate broadcasting, there you go. And for a guy... Me, I'm talking about me. Uh, I, I I raise German short hairs and English pointers, and they have a little house in my garage, so they always have a place to go in the summer when it's hot. And they don't even like the cold; they don't have any hair, so they kind of live in my garage. I evap cooled that to make it livable for them for about 20 years. I put a mini split on there, and now I air condition the garage, and it cost me half as much money. And the dogs are a lot happier. And it's cleaner. And, and it is a lot cleaner. Yeah, that's right. Rick called in and asked, you know, he said he hears conflicting information about which filters to use for your air conditioning. Okay. Tell everybody what you like. Uh, you can find that at rosieonthehouse.com. Generally speaking, for central air conditioning and heating, we tell people to use a one-inch paper pleated product. Now, if your system isn't properly designed, and a lot of homes aren't, and the return air is too small, when the unit comes on, you will hear a whistling past that filter. If it's whistling, that means your unit is starving for air, and you're going to have to go back to those cheap, ineffective spun fiberglass units. But if you can put a one-inch paper pleated filter in, and your unit isn't whistling or straining, that's what we recommend, and change it once a month. At the point you get a new air conditioner, I would tell you, Go to a once-a-year filter like you and I have. It's a six-inch paper-pleated filter that just gets changed every time they come out and service the unit in the spring. The other thing I would tell you, particularly in this COVID-19 era, is consider an air scrubber, photovoltaic, not photovoltaic, uh, ultraviolet, yeah, yeah, ultraviolet light that purifies the air in your home and not only purifies the air, but purifies every surface in your house just by running the air conditioner. So those are all things to know about air conditioning. 
One other quick tip. Um, a gentleman called and said he has the programmable thermostats, does do the supercooling. But he said you have to be careful at the end of the day when you're saying come back on, like the, the peak time is ending. Oh, good point. Off peak is, I mean, on peak is ending and you're going to off peak. Let's say that's at 8 o'clock. And so you program it, your, pro, your thermostat to say, I want to be cool starting at 8. Well, it may be the case that it kicks on at like 6.30 to get expensive. your house cool. He got hit for $410. Yeah, so that, that's really, he turned that's that a part great, off, great point. And he does the end of the day himself. He just kicks it on himself at like 8.02 or whatever. There are ways to outsmart that, uh, but it does take a little programming experience to do it. And there are thermostats that now you can buy that are acclimated for that. They won't start the change in temperature until you program it. I give myself a, like a two-minute leeway, two minutes before mm-hmm. and after. I'm on the easy plane three to six with SRP. Okay. So at 2.58, it'll shut off. 6.02, it'll come back on. There you go. And and if the thermostat is sensing that your house is at 82 and you've asked it to be at 74 at 8.02, it may turn your unit on at 7.05 and, and, and give the house an hour to get to your desired temperature. And that's how this guy got that, caught. Yeah, that's the demand fee that, that bites you. So you just yeah. have to be careful that you know how to program it or get somebody who does. Who helps with that? Like the AC guys? Uh, yeah. yeah, the air conditioned guys. Hey, what are the takeaways from today's broadcast? Phew. Lots uh, of them. The number one takeaway. Don't miss it. Is don't miss the show. I want you all to take away. A f- I want you to be completely and totally encapsulated with the message of Passover and Easter and I want you to be completely encapsulated with new hope. And one of the things we've been talking about is, you know, it's been, you can find these stories all over the place. You know, how the air is clear, how the water is clear, how people are at home more. John Eisenhower in here this morning was talking about how many people, he's families he sees walking that you've never seen walking again. How? How are you going to take this additional time to slow down and be with your family and keep that intact when the rat race picks back up? That's something we've been trying to figure out at, at our home. How, how are we going? This is so enjoyable. The family time at home. A lot of things about it and the economy and the, the out of employment. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of horrible things, but the good things that this has forced us to do and slow down... How can we incorporate those into our life when the rat race picks back up? That's that's the challenge. I don't have the answer. But that's our meditation this weekend along with the message of Passover and the lesson of resurrection to the kids.